across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. So this is a very interesting conversation that we're getting into, and it's around a policy that could well look at legalizing polyandry in the country. It's part of the wide-ranging proposals that are contained in the Green Paper on Marriages. While well, joining us um, for this conversation now is Sihe Mtiani, who is the Chief Director for Policy at the Department of Home Affairs. Good morning. Good morning, Kathy. It's a pleasure to have you on the program. So I suppose when we look at the world effectively, there's some examples of countries where polyandry um, exists, at least within tribes in those countries, the likes of Nigeria, India, and and, and Kenya, just, just to name a few. Are we going to be looking at international best practice when we formulate this legislation and by the way i I don't know what international best practice would be uh, because it takes place in so many different ways in these different countries now kathleen thank you so much for inviting the department of home affairs to engage on such a very important uh, topic the the topic of uh, around marriage it's it cuts us straight to the to our understanding of what is a family, basically. However, I wouldn't want uh, to limit this discussion to polyandry, because there's quite a lot of other proposals that are included on the green paper. If, if I may, Kathy, uh, I would like just to provide background in terms of what is the green paper, uh, and mm. where are we going with the green paper, and what are the critical proposals that are covered by by the paper. If you please go I for do. it. Great. So basically, what we've done up to so far, we started with the the minister had several engagement with various stakeholders. Uh, in started in 2019 and also in 2020, we engaged with traditional leaders uh, in the whole country, whether in, in the, through Contraleza or through the houses of. Um, traditional leaders as we went as far as well as engaged with the Khoisan uh, community leaders. We also engaged with gender uh, activists who then uh, shared their views on the nature of the marriage regime that they expect to, to for the country to have in place. We engaged with uh, religious communities, including uh, Christians, we engage Muslim community, Hindus, Rastafarians, everybody else. So when we, when the minister went out, the advice from the minister he said, let us not put any position before we engage with those critical stakeholders. So what you see now as a, as a green paper is an outcome of that engagement. It's what those stakeholders said. The future of the marriage regime in South Africa should be like this. Then the very important thing, Kathy, about this is that we consider all the views that we receive. We then thought as a department, let's put these views against what the Constitution says. So the, the, the fundamental thing that the Constitution says, it says, in terms of Section 9 of the Constitution, you cannot discriminate 
under any circumstances, whether it's on the grounds of race, gender, sex, pregnancy, marital status, it, it goes on and on. Section 9 also says that the state may not put in place any legislation that discriminates uh, again, on, the, on the basis of any of these um, sectors that I've, I've mentioned. We then put together the discussion paper. We went uh, through the government processes. We went to cabinet. Then cabinet said to us, look, let's take this paper out as a green paper. So what is a green paper? A green paper is a government policy discussion paper that will detail basically to you what are the specific issues that you want to engage with. It will point to possible uh, proposals and uh, possible uh, legislation in future. It does not, and I think it's very important uh, to highlight this, it does not articulate the, the position of government yet. It is not a cabinet-approved policy document. So what the minister is doing right now is starting an engagement, at least on the following issues. How do we make sure, number one, that there is no child who gets married? Currently, legislation allows that a child who's, who's younger than 18 years may get married. That's the first issue that you are dealing with. We say we are party to international instruments. We are party to subject instruments that say marriage as a legal contract should be something that is entered to by adults who have the right to take decisions. Number two, in South Africa we have uh, polygamy. What we're saying there is currently the legislation that is with polygamy is the 1998 uh, Act. It's called the Cognition of Customary Marriages Act. That act was designed for indigenous South Africans, meaning black South Africans. It does not include Muslims who also practice um, uh, uh, poly polygamy. It does not include any other group. So what you say, we need to make sure that if you are now introducing polygamy for everyone, that is where the concept of polyandry then comes in. The concept of polyandry was pushed uh, very strongly by uh, the gender activists when they engaged with them. They said, if in South Africa you're going to continue practicing uh, polygamy, you must then make sure that what is good for a man is also good for a, a woman. So they then caused, they went to the, to the Constitution again, section 9 of the Constitution, which says uh, no discrimination, equal treatment, and also section 10, which says um, you must treat everyone, human dignity must apply to everyone. Number three, what is being uh, conversed in, in, in this paper is that you must Make sure that every marriage, irrespective of sex, gender, race, whatever status, every marriage that is concluded by two adults, whether it's a heterosexual marriage or it's a homosexual marriage, must be solemnized, must be registered.
And you say currently you have limitations there. You only have, to a large extent, it's only government officials, home affairs. Two is your religious leaders and largely the Christians who are solemnizing marriage. Now if you go to Section 15 of the Constitution, that's where you run into a problem there because you can, you, can, you, you can at least impose to civil servants to, 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 to solemnize or rather to register all marriages, but you cannot impose that to religious leaders on the grounds of their religion or of their um, belief or conscience. So we say there in terms of solemnizing or registration of marriages, what you need to do is you must open it up. It must not only be limited to religious leaders. You must also allow other social groups to be able to solemnize marriages and to register marriages. The other most important point, I guess, that I, I, I want to, to mention, uh, I'm sure other issues will be raised as, 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 as we engage, is to make sure uh, that the legislation then that will put in place we don't, we don't want to continue with a plethora of legislation. Currently, we have three legislation that serve different groups. We want eventually, at the end of this engagement, to come together with one piece of legislation that will then serve everybody else. Mm-hmm. Maybe for now, Kevin, let me stop there. Yeah, and and you know one of the one of the important things that would that is also being put up for discussion within this green paper is the issue of a gender neutral marriage regime, and effectively what that would mean is that um, all marriages, whether monogamous, polygamous, could be concluded, and that would be regardless of one's sex or even sexual orientation and i think it would be a big step uh, if in fact that is the direction that this country goes in i'm going to take a quick break i'll, I'll continue uh, with mr mitiani after this because i want to speak about the 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 suggestion the option of uh, the marriage regime in particular where gender neutrality is concerned Point with Kathy Mosasana weekdays 9 a.m. till midday. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're dealing with the green paper on marriages that is currently being looked at by the Department of um, the Department of Home Affairs and of course they're looking at the different the different legislation that needs to be amended and we could well see polyandry being legalized in the country. I'm in conversation with Sikhe Mtiani, who is the Chief Director for Policy at the Department of Home Affairs. Mr. Mtiani, talk to me about this gender-neutral marriage regime and perhaps also explain to our listeners what a gender-neutral marriage regime would mean, especially for same-sex couples in the country. Thank you so much, Kathy, for that. Maybe let me provide a bit of background quickly on what led us to that. So there is a couple, it's a transgender couple now. They got married under the 1961 uh, Marriage Act, which is for monogamous and opposite sex uh, couples. So they then take the department to court to say, now one of... We, the, the other couple, member of the 
partner had undergone sexual um, uh, transition. They were now technically under the, the same regime now, under the same, same, same sex uh, relationship. But the problem is the 1961 Act does not provide for that. So to provide for that, they, they had to divorce before they could then continue with their marriage. But there is no legal provision for that, and the couple was not prepared to divorce. And the court instructed it from the The court said, no, 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 you must allow this couple to continue under this uh, act, which is the 1961 Act. Already that creates a problem. So to solve all these problems, Kevin, Let's take the 2006 Civil Union Act. That act, you can be married under that act. It does not matter whether you are a same-sex or opposite-sex couple. So we are looking for something very close to a Civil Union Act, which will not put conditions to say, if you are married under this act, you cannot be same-sex. If you are married under that act, you have to be same-sex. So we're trying to kill that silo. Like, at a, at a state level, we are going to have a marriage legislation. It's up to the couples. If the couple is same-sex, it's their decision. If it is opposite sex, it's their decision. But the legal framework will be for any person, irrespective of their gender, irrespective of their sex, to enter into a legally binding uh, legal marriage. That is what we mean by that. Mm, mm. It's interesting to me that already in the feedback through these consultations you've been holding, you, you have a sense of uh, which issues are going to cause controversy. And one of the things that has come out, in particular from uh, some traditional leaders, those who are objecting uh, to polyandry, um, are, are, are the same ones who believe in the practice of polygamy. Why is it that when the roles are reversed, it becomes such a controversial issue, you think? Look, that is why Kapnet said to us, let's go for a national conversation on this. Mm. Obviously, these are not, uh, these are very sensitive issues, uh, Kathy. They, um, they are views and people have got differences. However, at the end of the day, when this policy is passed, it must pass the constitutional um, uh, requirement. So we will all the recommendations that will be made will be tested against what the Constitution says. It will not necessarily be about how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. You see, when you're dealing with, with policies, it, it, it gets to that space. We are actually not... This police is not even saying if you believe in heterosexual um, or opposite sex relationship, you, you're not going to change from that and you're going to do the opposite. It's only providing protection to those who, who are within that environment, basically. It's, it's going to be a very interesting debate. We're expecting that. But as you know, Kathy, it's only the constitution that will be the final update on mm, this one. Mm. Yeah. Do you think that it is going to have 
a, a change in terms of us as a country needing to 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 redefine or having to redefine what the concept of marriage is. Kathy, in already the constitution, when there was a judgment, the, the, sorry, the constitutional court has instructed the Department of Foreign Affairs to redefine what is marriage. When mm-hmm. when when the, the judgment uh, on, on 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 Muslims, because the court has said we we have to recognize uh, Muslim marriages. So definitely we are we are going to to, to re, we are redefining. The concept of marriage. CK Mtiani, he's with uh, the Department of Home Affairs Chief Director. So, what happens now, Mr. Mtiani, in terms of the public conversation and a submissions process? Well, thank you for that, Kevin. So, as you are aware, and the listeners may be aware, we have uh, gazetted the green paper for, for comments. It's out for comments until the end of June. But between now and end of June, the department will be having still engagement, which some will be led by the minister, some will be led by deputy minister, some will be led by the director general. We'll still have those engagement, like um, uh, bilaterals as well. We will have a, a colloquium when we will uh, close our engagement with a one meeting with all uh, stakeholders to say, this is what has come out. This is what we are now taking to cabinet. We are hoping to to submit the policy uh, by end of this financial year, meaning March, to to cabinet for approval. As soon as we we get a go ahead from cabinet, will then be will we will already we 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 have already started with groundwork in terms of key issues. Mm-hmm. That that will require changes in terms of the legislation. So, but the, the long short of it, by end of this financial year, we want to have a policy, a white paper on marriages. It will then be followed by the Marriage Act, which will be one legislation that will replace all marriages. All right. So there you have it then. Uh, The opportunity for you to give feedback on this green paper is available until the end of June. Mr. Mtiani, uh, let me thank you so much for coming on to the show today. Uh, So, yeah, we're in for a very big shakeup. But the good thing is that this policy could well be reflective of the kind of society and the kind of world that we live in today. Now, some people may not be happy about it, but others will be able to celebrate in terms of breaking down the barriers that still result in discrimination in our country. It's part of what uh, tr- makes us truly, truly unique. Morning, Kathy. Lovely to hear your show this morning. I wanted to bring some thoughts on the legalization of polyandry would be quite a legal curveball because currently it's the man that pays the dowry, which lobola. So what would happen if you've got polyandry? Would the men still pay lobola? And that means every man who the woman would have been married to would have to be paying lobola. Would it be prorated or what? what is going to happen on that part? That part needs to be looked at as well. That's double M. Double M. There's no complexity. 
the lobola must still be paid. It's more for me, double, double for me. I think that's the way that I see it. Definitely no pro rata anything. In fact, we increase, we double it. Lobola must be one, at least one million per man because remember, uh, well, at least in heterosexual relationships, right? Because this wouldn't just apply to heterosexual relationships. But, you know, by the time I'm done with this, I'll be a multimillionaire. <laughs> Because you need to pay me millions to 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 do that effectively. Imagine, hey! All right, it's eleven o'clock.